Alright, so it's time for Greg Benchley chapter 11, or whatever it is, uh, in which Howard's going to be super drunk, because he's had one brand. I've sobered up now, because I just had All that right. sip of whiskey. Okay, cool. Alright, you ready for the comprehensive plot so far? My middle name is Breakfast is ready. Okay, brilliant. The plot so far... Pope Stimberline was yeah. a terrifying murder skeleton. <laughs> but then he wasn't because time travel. <laughs> Gret Binchleaf was an idiot and still is. <laughs> Everyone else is dead or irrelevant. <laughs> and now, yeah, yeah. Gret Binchleaf and the Adventure of the Complicated Head. <laughs> Chapter 11, The Adventure of Helping Roger Boys. Ooh, <laughs> I remember Roger Boys. Yep, yep, that's, that was your, one of your titles in the last chapter. You said he didn't, Gret Binchleaf was against the idea of his adventure being called The Adventure of Helping Roger okay, Boys. Right, so yeah. that is your joke. Oh, shit. Okay. And you're going to see some other of your jokes sort of repeated in this, okay. <laughs> this chapter. Okay, Just who the fuck is Roger Boys? Roger Boys was the um, history he's the, teacher. He's the history teacher. Yeah. Who comes and says, hey, my book's turned into a woman. Yeah. Is that right? His, his, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my book's turned into a woman. He says, no, he says history's being rewritten. Ah, okay. Okay. And, and right. it was being rewritten as like everyone's turned into women. And that's yeah. the bit you've decided to... Oh, to well, we'll find out. ...air on the side of caution and go like, fuck that shit. It's just something else entirely. We'll find out what okay. happens. We'll Professor, find out. Professor, we'll don't do in your chapter. How much Can I've ignored. That? Uh, well, no, I don't think I should tell you that okay. yet. I don't think I... <laughs> I don't think I should talk about that at this point. Oh All right. Okay, here we go. Okay. The continuing adventures of Brett Binchley, the soft-boiled private dick with a crippling fear of pies. Once upon a time, in a land not far from here, because it was here, there stood a magnificent palace made entirely of cake. <laughs> The walls were cake, the furniture was cake, even the windows were cake, which meant if you wanted to enjoy the spectacular view over the forest, you couldn't because the windows were made of cake. The palace was, of course, the home of a king and a queen and all the many people who worked for them. Yeah. One such person was Captain Eustace Pork, <laughs> the chief of the palace guard. He was a man who prided himself on knowing the difference between a serious problem, which the king would need to be told about, and a chicken, <laughs> which was a kind of bird that laid eggs and went cluck. <laughs> Your Highness, he exclaimed, rushing into the stables, where the king was preparing for an afternoon of hunting poor people. Mm. I bring news of a terrible chicken. <laughs> I mean, problem. <laughs> the king looked at Captain Eustace Pork impassively. Do you have something to tell me, Captain Pork? <laughs> said King Roger Boys the first. Oh! Or did you just come in to stare at me, King Boys? <laughs> like you weren't expecting to come into my stables and see me, King Boys? <laughs> Seriously, why don't you take a picture of me, King Boys? <laughs> It'll last longer. <laughs> my apologies, Your Highness, spluttered Pork. I bring the most devastating news. Oh, no. Not another visit from Professor Doctor Who. say <laughs> that. No, it's worse. shame. What could be worse than a visit from Professor Doctor Who? It's your palace, Captain Pork almost sobbed. Someone has eaten your palace! What? You mean like they've had a nibble on a door or something? Mm. Like someone's eaten a chur? 
No, the whole palace. There's nothing left but a few crumbs. But that's impossible. It was a 300-room palace. <laughs> it was the largest building in Rogertown. What kind of a creature could eat a palace that large? We have three suspects, Your Highness, but working out which one of them did it is causing us a bit of a chicken. <laughs> King Roger sighed and put down his crossbow. The peasants would just have to wait until tomorrow for him to shoot them in the head. Mm. Fine, bring them in and I'll do all the work. You can just sit there and watch me, King Boys. <laughs> King Roger frowned at the three suspects, but he was getting nowhere. All poor people looked the same to him, with their rubbish clothes and the way they so often seemed to be standing next to a pig. The first man could have been any peasant. Head, arm, leg, another arm and another leg. <laughs> clothes that would easily win first prize in a who's got the most rubbish clothes competition. The second man was the same, although he had more hair and a longer nose and an extra pair of legs and, and a tail. <laughs> there was a chance, thought Roger, that the second man was a dog. Roger considered asking the man, are you a dog? But he felt bad about interrupting him while he was busy licking his own testicles. <laughs> the third man was another nondescript pauper, although he was noticeably larger than the other two. In fact, he was one of the largest men King Boys had ever seen, with a disdainful expression in his eyes and what looked like icing sugar on his scabby lips. <laughs> he was also chewing, his slack jaw masticating like a carefree chimp. And in his right hand, he was holding a large piece of cake. <laughs> it could be any of them, Roger said to Captain Pork. That hairy fella has a very suspicious way of wagging his tail. Then, like a hot and boobered hurricane, the queen strode into the stables and stamped her foot, causing several of the horses to sneeze nervously, and some of the stallions to develop big, horsey hard-ons. <laughs> As they always did when she was nearby. Sweetheart! exclaimed Roger, who also felt a stirring in his basement banana. <laughs> How wonderful to see you! Roger had been trouser-rippingly in love with this woman since the moment he'd laid eyes on her. Or maybe it had been the moment he laid penis on her. He wasn't sure. He had thought he would stay single forever, but then she had appeared. In all his, in all his years, in all his years of running from responsibility, she was the only one who'd been able to catch him, King Boys. The only one who'd been able to stop him, King Boys. She was the hottest... And boobiest in all the land, mm. thought Roger, as the Queen opened her sultry feminine mouth and said, Here! Here! Which one of you pillocks has stolen my house? Uh. Queen Gretzelda Binchleaf adjusted her humongous bosom, which was so humongous that the only way it could be adjusted was to get it out and whap it about the place, knocking over two horses and killing a stable boy. <laughs> Someone ate it, Roger explained. I was just trying to work out which one of these scallywags is to blame. Shall I tell you what I think, Roger, darling? Yeah. I think if C-3PO from Star Wars dies yeah. and becomes a ghost, he'll have to change his name to C-3PO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also think 
I haven't got a house anymore, and it's your <laughs> stupid bollock fault. So give me one good reason why I shouldn't thump you right up the penis. Mm. Rogers shivered with barely controllable desire. It was difficult to say what made Gret Zelda so strangely magnetic. Maybe it was the big bowl of magnets she ate every morning for breakfast. <laughs> Maybe it was the two magnets she kept in her gloves in case she needed to punch someone to death with my weak woman hands. Or maybe it was the magic magnetism potion she had bought from Winifred Wazak the Witch that was designed to make her irresistible to every male creature on the planet. Yeah, on reflection, it was definitely that last one. <laughs> Eating magnets doesn't make you attractive. No one's turned on by someone who's got a load of cutlery attached to them. There's nothing sexy about a person who can't walk past a fridge without getting stuck to it. Perhaps you'd like to help me work out who did it, said Roger. Gretzelda's eyes lit up with interest, like a candle in the window of an empty and stupid house. Like a detective, she said. I've always wanted to be a detective. Yeah. What Gretzelda didn't know was that, just a few years earlier, she had been a detective. Mm. Or, to be more accurate, he had been a detective. <laughs> Before becoming king, Roger had been a simple history teacher, working at the Stimberline School for Privileged Boys, just outside Rogertown, mm. or, as it had then been called, London. Mm. Prepare yourself, Mr Binchleaf, he had said, while seeking the help of the most famous and accomplished and only detective in England. <laughs> for a big shocker. It's a big old shocker. Like more shocking than coming home and finding that your dog has vanished, and your wife suddenly has a weird dog-shaped neck. Okay, right, you at least, he'd said something like that. Roger's memory wasn't perfect, and since no one had written it down or recorded it, <laughs> there was no way of knowing what he'd actually said or the exact details of what had happened. And even if there had been, Roger would probably have been too lazy to check. <laughs> History is being rewritten. It's being rewritten so all the important people were women. Like Robin Hood, Gret observed. Yes, but she used to be a man. Robin Hood was a man? Hmm. but. I had sex with her a couple of years back when I was visiting my good friend, the Sheriff of Nottingham. If it was years ago, then I'm sorry to tell you this, but there's a good chance you bummed a man. <laughs> yeah. Gret frowned, then shrugged. Ah, well, he said. Come to think of it, she never actually said she was a woman. I just assumed, you know, what with her being called Robin and wearing tights. <laughs> now I look back, I can see the clues were there. She loved football and carpentry, and she had enormous hands. I remember noticing how big her hands were when she was holding onto my head while I sucked her cock. <laughs> Actual historical events are changing on a daily basis, and as soon as they do, everybody forgets the original history. And then, before his very eyes, Gret Binchleaf turned into a woman, and Roger Boys had fallen instantly in love. Here! He remembered her saying in that <laughs> mellifluous feminine voice. <laughs> Why are my pants so uncomfortable? <laughs> and before Roger could say, I don't really like the name Gretel, so I'm going to call you Gretzelda instead, <laughs> she had ripped her uncomfortable pants off and they were lying together on the floor, sharing a post-coital cigarette. <laughs> yeah. You're a bit of a fast mover, aren't you? Said Gretzelda, even though she had made all the moves. Now tell me, lover boy, what did you come here for? Was it just the hot floor sex, or did you also bring chips? Mm. Gretzelda fluttered her long, thick eyelashes and drooled at him. No, it was history, remember? Someone's changing history. Oh, yeah, right. And what do you want me to do about it? 
I want you to use your unique talents to put things right. You mean sexy talents or detective talents? Neither. <laughs> I mean space magic. I need your talents as a space wizard. Oh my gosh. Everyone knew that Gretzelda had come from space and that she'd studied magic space gas with the mighty Kavina <laughs> Johnson, yeah. then finished her training with Pope Philippa Stimberline, who had brought peace to Europe and only recently started to get self-conscious about the need to keep pickling her head to stop her skin <laughs> falling off. <laughs> who told you I can do space magic? Gretzelda demanded suspiciously. You're pretty famous. Everyone knows the man who created... Chip Mountain oh. and then et Chip Mountain hmm. and then created another Chip Mountain and et that Chip Mountain as well as the first Chip Mountain. That was an almost perfect evening, <laughs> said Gretzelda, a doleful tear splooging from her eye. It was only missing one thing. <laughs> what? What was it missing? <laughs> More chips, <laughs> said Gretzelda. I hate going to bed hungry. <laughs> I need you to do spectacular space magic like that again, now. You're the only one who can put things back the way they're supposed to be. So Roger had told Gretzelda how the world had been, and Gretzelda had used space magic to put it back. Roger had been careful, wording his descriptions in unambiguous, accurate terms, and resisting the temptation to make little changes, to reshape the world in a better form. Mm -hmm. Roger Boys was a history teacher, and all that mattered was the truth. Mm. He made it right to the last detail without faltering. But, just as he opened his mouth to say, And you used to be an enormous and terrifying man called Gret Binchleaf with slightly smaller boobs. Mm -hmm. He hesitated. <gasps> Is that it? Asked Gret Zelda, <laughs> in that mesmerising, seductive voice. Mm. There is one thing, said Roger, his skin tingling with desire, and his pants pitching with tent. I, um... <laughs> I, uh, uh, I used to be king and you were my wife and we lived in a big palace made of cake. <laughs> there was a pause. Yeah. Roger had tried to fool the world's greatest detective. There was no way she'd fall for something that was so transparent it could have been called C-Thrupio. <laughs> a palace made of cake, eh? Said Gretzelda. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of lifestyle. Yeah. Gretzelda did a space magic and changed Roger's life forever. Back in the stables, Gretzelda was making her closing statement. I've questioned the culprits, I've perused the clues, and I can now definitively reveal the identity of the evil villain who ate my house. Everyone looked at the three nervous suspects. The first man, the second man who was a dog, and the huge man who was holding a piece of cake and was covered in cake. Mm -hmm. The dog did it! yelled Gretzelda, <laughs> because unfortunately, turning Gret Binchleaf into a woman hadn't made him any less of a rampaging pillock. <laughs> As the guards took the dog outside and shot it, King Roger noticed his wife wink at the third man, <gasps> the man covered in cake, and give him an unsubtle thumbs up. Oh. He was about to ask her about it when Captain Eustace Pork ran back into the stables holding a big old bit of parchment with words all over it. <sighs> Your Highness, he gasped, I have an urgent message from the Vatican. It sounds like they've got a pretty serious chicken. <laughs> King boys didn't like the sound of a serious chicken terrorising Rome. Well, stop dribbling and read it then, he said. Please help us, King Roger boys. Send soldiers or knights or whatever you've got that can help us, King Roger boys. 
Pip Stimberlein has become dangerously unstable. His face has seriously started to fall off, and no amount of head-pickling seems to help. He's also started carrying a scythe around with him and getting really annoyed with people for being too pretty. He spends his afternoons in the pig enclosure, using his scythe to decapitate pigs, while shouting, Take that, you sexy beast. You won't be so proud of your flawless skin now. You haven't got a head. <laughs> We're worried he's only one step away from attacking people. Ah. And we just don't have the manpower to protect our papal congregation from an immortal murder skeleton. <laughs> Please send help as soon as possible. Love and kisses from Cardinal John Penis. <laughs> this sounds serious, said King Roger. I'll send my best man to sort things out. No, you won't, interrupted Gretzelda. You'll send your best woman. Mm. Captain Pork. Saddle up my horses and pack my hot weather dresses. It's time to go to France. Yay! Um, I think you mean Italy, darling. <laughs> Whatevs, Rog. Whatevs. We're going somewhere with good food and hot weather where the men can't keep their hands to themselves. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't even register. I was like, yeah, that's where, that's where Vatican City is in you France, love France, right? Yeah. <laughs> Whatevs, Rog. We're going somewhere with good food and hot weather where the men can't keep their hands to themselves. Mm. I'm getting off this cold crap island and going to an almost perfect paradise. In fact, I'd say they're only missing one thing. What? Me. The hottest woman since Helen of Troy went swimming in petrol then had a cigarette. Yeah. Queen. <laughs> Gret Zelda. Binchleaf. Yes. <laughs> Will Gretzelda go to Italy? No. Or will she <laughs> Or will she be mysteriously drawn to France instead? <laughs> Who was responsible for the womanification of Gret Binchleaf? Was it Dan Aykroyd? What will happen if Cardinal Penis meets Captain Pork? Will the universe explode? Find out in the next anachronistic episode of Gret Binchleaf and the Adventure of the Complicated Head. <laughs> The continuing adventures of Gret Binchleaf, the soft-boiled private dick with a crippling fear of pies. The plot so far. Yeah. Rufus and Howard slavishly wrote loads of Gret Binchleaf, which was really hard to do. Yeah. But only ever three people bothered to say they liked it or <laughs> followed them on Twitter or Facebook or shared it or told anyone about it, even though that takes like one measly second. And writing 3,000 words surprisingly takes not just time, but willpower. So one day Howard had an epiphany. <laughs> I know, he said in his stupid whiny nasal voice. If they're not bothered, I won't be bothered either. <laughs> And so, instead of trying really hard, he just shat out 20 pages of garbage really 20 quick. 20 pages? <laughs> like book one, chapter nine. <laughs> Everyone's favourite. But, said Rufus in his brummy brogue. I'm not brummy. How could you? How could you write so many words in such a short space of time? Question, e when you never have any good ideas. Oh, I don't say that. Easy, said Howard. <laughs> I wrote a stupid, rubbish, lazy parody. Hey! <laughs> and so, without further aplomb, I give you Gret Benchleaf and the Adventure of the Complicated Head, Chapter 12, Star Wars. <laughs> Ha 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 ha!
<laughs> I, I knew it was going to be something. I knew what joke was coming. I didn't know which film mm. it was going to be, but I knew you were just going to say <laughs> a film. But it, 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 even though I knew that, I still really enjoyed it. Yeah. It was really, it was really pleasing. It's I good. think it's partly it's because you chose like the, like, <laughs> like the simplest, laziest one, and you didn't even call it a new hope. Or, you just went stop. <laughs> I liked that. <clears throat> A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, from somewhere very far away, but close, close nearby if you were in it, which Gret was, and also not especially long time ago if you considered the yawning chasm of eternity. A short time ago, in a galaxy close, close, you're in it, there was a benevolent ruler called Pip Stimberline, who, it transpires, was a master of space magic. Concentrate on the gas, Gret. Feel it flow through you. Gret farted loudly. <laughs> How's that for gas flowing through me? He said. <laughs> Be careful how you use the farts, Gret. Use the farts. <laughs> this is a serious business. Oh yeah, farting is a terribly serious business. Listen, I like magic as much as the next man. Assuming he likes magic. <laughs> but I've flown from one side of this multiverse to the other. I've seen a lot of strange stuff. Crabs going big, chickens going glowing. And this one time, I saw someone glue a chihuahua to a pig's head and it get made president. But I've never, I've never seen anything to make me believe there's one all-powerful gas controlling everything. I suggest you try it again, Gret. <laughs> He's changed a bit, hasn't he? But, I mean, we have... I, mean, I haven't listened to him. <laughs> no, no, fair enough. But also, I mean, we know that Pip goes through a lot of changes. Mm. I mean, we've seen his kind of start and end point. Mm. His start point being Pip Stimberline, however I originally did him, because I can't remember either. Yeah. And his end point like, being... Being all um, that there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Governor. Spasm... <laughs> Yeah, yeah that. When, he, when he gets spasmodic dysphonia yeah. and becomes a cock. Yeah, gets a job as Sid yeah. James. Yeah, I mean, clean your chimneys for me. <laughs> but I've never seen anything to make me believe there's one all-powerful gas controlling everything. I suggest you try it again, Gret. But this time, let go your conscious self and act on instinct. <laughs> Sorry, did you say instinct or in-stink? In-stink. Yeah, I thought so. (laughs) The stink must stay in. You need to learn to keep the farts within you. I don't think I can, said Gret. (laughs) Oh, there goes a rogue one. Yeah, a rogue one. Uh, Sorry, Pip. I'm like a bleeding fart factory. I've eaten beans for three days on the trot now. And speaking of the trots, you should see the lavvy. I hope you like the colours brown and green. That's why I built something special for you. Here, try it on. And lo... Did he go a bit bit spasmodic? A bit spasmodic there, yeah. Wow, exciting. And lo, striding from the forest, came a large, black, full-body armoured suit with a cape. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and what's this? Said Gret. This is an all-enveloping gas mask. Oh, wow. I made it for you, Gret, to keep the farts from escaping. Right. <laughs> and it, it walks by itself, does it? No, of course not. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> really? That's what would be ridiculous? <laughs> There's someone in there right now, trying it on for size. 
Who? said Gret. In all the galaxies, said Gret, did you find stupid enough to dress in that monstrosity? Grant Pinchloaf, sir! <laughs> Can't do. Grant Pinchloaf? Mm. All right, well, I mean, that's a surprise. Hold on. I thought you were dead. Yeah. And death. And death, yeah. I thought you were dead death. <laughs> I used magic space gas to reanimate him. Why? <laughs> yeah, good, good question. When you're a rotting, pickle-headed space alien like me, sometimes <laughs> the nights get lonely. <laughs> sex lonely. So very sex lonely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he's a spooky skeleton, mm-hmm. and he's the only one. So he needed another spooky skeleton as company. Mm. Is that what is that what's being suggested here? So he reanimated Grant Pinchloaf, yeah. the, the 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 death, the yeah. death, <laughs> the death. Right. So he could yeah. fuck him. <laughs> yes. So he could fuck him. Yeah. Okay. I don't know whether like uh, cause, um, can skeletons fuck? <laughs> I mean, they, they don't. They've have got bones. <laughs> So, like, I mean, he's all bones. I mean, uh, yeah, just just rub rub one of your bones against. He's uh, always got a boner. Like, he's, <laughs> he's, he's got, got two hundred and six boners. Boners. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, sex. So very sex lonely. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, that suit looks a bit heavy to me. I think I'll stick to the light side of the farts. Thank you very much, Pips Dumbling. Meow, chicken and cheese. Pippleteen. <laughs> Uh, what's that now, you pardon me? <laughs> yeah, good question. Pippleteen. I, I've shortened both my names into one. <laughs> Pippleteen. All the cool kids are doing it. So you want me to call you Pippleteen? <laughs> yes. Right, so it's Emperor Pippleteen <laughs> now, is it? For the time being, and <laughs> until I can get a new part abroad. Part? Do you mean job? Yes. I hear there's some parts going in Italy. Apparently there's a part for a new pope. Part for a new pope? (laughs) Said Gret with disdain. (laughs) Listen, I don't want to get into semantics because I've literally no idea what they are. But if that was supposed to make sense, it failed. Many years later, Gret Benchleaf was sex-lonely too. (laughs) And that's sex-lonely too, as in also sex-lonely. Not sex-lonely too, as in a sequel to your favourite masturbation video. Gret hadn't seen any action in years. The detective kind, the kind where you fight an evil empire, or more importantly, the knockers kind. Hmm, said Gret Benchleaf, gretting a Gret action. If none of these women want to go for a ride on the Twatch Pole Express to Sticky Nickers Central, <laughs> then with my gaseous powers, <laughs> I shall simply make me a woman who does. Now that's something that they never did in Star Wars, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> no matter how evil you might think those Sith are, they never just conjure up a woman and start... <laughs> you don't know they don't. In the, in the, in the 18 certificate versions of Star Wars, okay. they do. Then, with my gaseous powers, I shall simply make me a woman who does. A few days later, after many abortive and semi-successful attempts, Gret Benchleaf had a load of corpses, eight horny wives, and a shed that smelt of Trump. This was the problem with using the farts. He'd followed through on several occasions, too, so the shed wall panels had gone from the lovely eggshell white colour he'd dyed them to a greeny-brown colour. Gret sighed and got out the Sif Cream Lemon Cleaner. It's the revenge of the Sith. It's the revenge of the Sith. Then, after the cleaning failed, he got out the white dye in order to dye the shed white again. 
It's the return of the shed die. <laughs> the return of the shed die. Presently, Roger Boys arrived at Gret's detective agency, where it transpired the spelter make me a woman who does had apparently gone a little literal. Apparently. Are you sure you're going to be safe, Gret Zelda, my boobalicious princess? asked King Boys as they stood in the palace stables next to a sleeping steed. The road to Italy is terribly dangerous. Oh, don't worry, sweet bollocks, <laughs> said Gret Zelda. <laughs> Having turned into Zippy. <laughs> cool. Don't worry, sweet bollocks, <laughs> said Gret Zelda. I'll be well taken care of. <laughs> I've handpicked a team of the sexiest. I mean, I've handpicked a team of the biggest penises. <laughs> I mean, I've handpicked a team of the most skilled warriors to accompany me. Enter! Went the trumpet boy. <laughs> the sexiest, biggest, penisest hunks from King Boy's Kingdom entered. Each man was wearing a different aftershave, and this mixture of fragrances was overpowering. It was like an attack of the colognes. <laughs> an attack of the colognes. Yeah, it is. On seeing and smelling such fine specimen men, Gretzelda got a massive tit-up and said so. I've got a massive tit-up! <laughs> it was true. Oh, the oh, blood yeah. had rushed to her nips, making her tits hard and her milk boil. <laughs> That's for you, that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's for me. It's not because you can't possibly mention boobs without also mentioning milk in some respects. I would never have done it more than once if you hadn't have to Yeah, it took me it was a lot more than once before I before no. I started to realise that every time you mentioned boobs, milk was never far behind. Well, that's kind of true, boobs, though, isn't it? <laughs> Milk's never far behind boobs. <laughs> he said, as if to prove me right. <laughs> Um, it was true. All the blood had rushed to her nips, making her tits hard and her milk boil. <laughs> she looked hot and boobered, <laughs> thought King Boys, and would have said so if he were a terrible misogynist. <laughs> As it was, he was just a mediocre one. Yeah. Let me introduce you to my sex slaves. <laughs> I mean, let me introduce you to my guards, <laughs> said Gretzelda. This is Pat Arses. <laughs> this is Chip Dinner. <laughs> this is Rob People. <laughs> that's my favourite one. That's the best one. <laughs> yeah, the the rubbish after that, that's always my favourite. This is Neil Ansock. <laughs> this is Holden McCock. <laughs> this is Frank Lee Madeira, don't give a damn. <laughs> that one's quite good. And this is Russell. <laughs> and uh, what about that one? asked King Boys, looking suspiciously at the seven-foot fat man with the scabby lips and the cake crumbs all down his front. Oh, no. He seems familiar. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> the man looked down on Boys. He held out his right hand, and for a moment it appeared that he was going to touch Boys. <laughs> but instead, he gesticulated strangely, spreading his sweaty fingers then closing them into a ball as though squeezing an invisible fly. You don't need to know who I am, said the man. <laughs> it's David Bowie. I don't know. It's not. Yeah. This is just his Jedi voice. Um, shed David Bowie's Jedi it's voice. Shed, shed eye voice. <laughs> um, you don't need to know who I am. It's definitely David Bowie. Said the man. <laughs> I don't need to know who you are, confirmed Roger Boys. Okay. Pull down your trousers and quack like a chicken, <laughs> said the fat man. <laughs> Zip. Quack, quack, quack. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm a chicken. Quack, 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 said King Roger Boys. <laughs> Look at that knock-kneed pillock, said the fat man. Said the fat man with impenetrable eyes. Chickens don't say quack. <laughs> what? A twat, he declared, and let loose a massive loud fart that reverberated around the stables. <laughs> Went the horse, rudely aroused. Look, the horse awakens, said the man. Yeah, the horse awakens. Okay, come on, Gret Zelda. Let's mount the bastard and go and defeat the evil empire. Rash, okay, let's do that then. Rah, rah, rah. I can't believe there's two Gretz again. <laughs> every book. <laughs> every single book. Oh my god, one day we've got to write a book with just one Gretz. <laughs> just as a challenge. The journey to Italy on a bunch of stupid, unmotorised, regular horses was not easy going. Especially the bit with a sea. Several fillies had already drowned before they'd remembered about boats. And even then, these olden day boats didn't have engines. Not like in the lovely future. The mysterious fat man, whose name probably rhymed with Glet Binchmeef, <laughs> hated the past more and more. This magic that could control people's minds and make ventilation shafts hit people in the face was all well and good, but he'd gladly trade all the farts in the galaxy for some classic technology any day of the week. Like his Nokia 8310 phone. <laughs> God, he missed that. He missed Snake. He loved Snake. <laughs> He was like the anti-Indiana Jones, he thought, and said so. I'm like the anti-Indiana Jones, but I travel in space. I'm like the anti-Han Solo. The anti-Han Solo had adored his Nokia so much that rather than upgrade, he'd bought a second Nokia and glued it to the first one in hopes of increasing its memory. This hadn't worked, of course. And shortly thereafter, what with all the glue, the Nokia phones had stopped working too. But the man still remembered them fondly. They were a lovely pair of Nokias! <laughs> OK. A penny for your thoughts, said Gretzelda. I was just thinking about Nokias. <laughs> oh, you man, you're all the same. <laughs> rawr, rawr, rawr. She didn't understand. Trying to have a conversation with a pasty person was like... Uh, a person from the past yeah, rather than yeah, a person made out of pastry. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. Trying to have a conversation with a pasty person was like trying to have a conversation with an alien, he thought. And he should know, after the thrilling events of the adventure of having a conversation with an alien. <laughs> Neutron bomb! Neutron bomb, said the alien on the bridge of the flying saucer, <laughs> okay. pointing a threatening plunger at a big red button. Neutron bomb! <laughs> and then at the planet Alderon. Neutron bomb! <laughs> yes, agreed the man. The neutron did bomb. But to be fair, the original was pretty bad too. <laughs> that adventure had not ended well. <laughs> no, no, we just heard it. <laughs> this new adventure would end well, though, he thought. Blissfully ignorant to the fact that Howard was right in the last chapter. <laughs> the man released a floating nose banger. <laughs> I tell you what I think. I think if farts are the ghosts of shit, then I have the phantom menace. The phantom menace, yeah, yeah. he said. That's probably the ropiest one so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also think it's not ghosts we need to be scared of. It's skeletons. Three days or weeks or something later, Gret Zelda and her butch guards arrived at the Vatican or somewhere. <laughs> it's bleeding hot in my rop, said Gret Zelda, and took off her sweater. Everyone oohed and aahed at the sight of Gret Zelda's raging honkers. Oh, God. 
Shares a sour beautiful, said some Italian people as they made lasagnas and rode around on Vespers and cu- cut the heads off of horses for their grandfathers and, I don't know, had fucking berets on and onions around the necks and were French. Gret Zelda hadn't been back to Italy since the death of her third husband, Virginial. <laughs> oh my god. Who had died from a spaghetti overdose. But that was all in the pasta. Look, look at the most beautiful woman ever. Run away, pretty lady, before the Pope sees you. But it was too late. The papal infantry were already marching down the street, scimitars bared. Gret Zelda's hand-picked models tried to fight off the infantry, but their method of oiling themselves up and swinging their penises around like lassoes wasn't going to work this time. <laughs> this time. <laughs> <laughs> and before she knew it, during she knew it, and after she knew it, Gret Zelda was on her knees in front of a scythe-wielding, pickle-headed maniac. Some called him Emperor Peppeltine. Others called him Pope Stimberlin. <laughs> it's quite a different name. <laughs> but his nickname, on account of all the magic farts he did, and what a major fucking dick he was, <laughs> was Trump Twat. <laughs> Gret Zelda was terrified and shat herself. Looking at the shit she had done, oh God, why? she was surprised to find it wasn't green and brown like it normally was, but pitch black. All of it, the entirety of her shite, was black, she thought, and said so. The entire shite's black! (laughs) Silence! (laughs) Crowed Trump twat. I am Trump twat! (laughs) I am appointed by God! God does not appreciate common scum such as you trying to usurp my beauty. Or shitting in my cathedral, for that matter. (laughs) Also, I hate puns. And with that, Emperor Pope Pippeltine Mordecai Stimberline Trump twat (laughs) gave a skeletal grin, flung back his cloak and raised his deadly scythe. What will happen next, Doggerty? <laughs> will Stimberline follow through with his scheme to build a space station capable of decapitating entire planets? Will the information that Gret Zelda secreted and chipped in his bum slot be of any use? <laughs> and who is the mysterious fat man with the fear of pies? Find out the answers to these questions and P's questions <laughs> in the next thrilling instalment of Gret Benchleaf and the Adventure of the Complicated Heads. I said heads. Heads! Cannon! <laughs> hey, Howard. Hi. Have you, since last week, have you remembered about the Man by Cow podcast that we used to do and maybe still do do? Yes, I know what you're talking about now because I joined the secret gang for just $2 or £2, depending wow. on uh, n- nothing. Depending on nothing. And anyway, and I joined it for both. I joined for $2 and £2 because I love you. I oh, wanted wow. to you give you double got money. Twice, then. And I've got everything twice. Well, let's have a listen to some clips of what you got. Thank you. Dinosaur epidemic is still spreading and police are warning everybody to stay indoors, especially people who are made of meat. We're getting ready to go. Many more episodes of the Man by Cow podcast are available now. 
for just two dollars. Okay, I'm getting inside your cabin. Ice very nice inside, it's very roomy. I could probably live in here quite happily. You're not living in our cupboard, just uh, fix it, Flood. Yeah, well, obviously I'm going to fix it first. Or I'm just going to start living in it. All 33 episodes of Man by Cow are available now for a single payment of two dollars from patreon.com forward slash man by cow. Rufus, what are you doing? I'm unplugging the theme tune. I need the sockets. What for? I have to charge this detonator or my bombs won't work properly. Bombs? Yeah, bombs. Why are you, why are you making bombs? Exclusive episodes such as The Bomb in the Toaster, in which Rufus and Howard go to heaven. Or do they? Where are we? I don't know. There's clouds and everything's white and... Hey, look, there's some gates over there that are decorated with something. Kind of makes them look all pearly. Oh, I know where we are. It's some kind of a gay cruise, isn't it? Uh, I think we're in heaven. Hey, maybe this time we can meet someone good rather than flipping Hitler always turning up. Oh, what's wrong with Hitler? You know, Howard, there's an old proverb. Those who fail to learn history are doomed to say things like what's wrong with Hitler. The intruder in the house in which Mr. Fluck takes over the the entire show. Hello. Just go away, Fluck, and stop coming over here all the time. Oh, no, I've just got, well, I've got one very important question I need to ask you. What? what? What's so important? My question is, would you like to have a look at my attraction? What? I'm coshing them. Hello. I'm coshing them. I'm coshing Rufus and Howard. They're being coshed. The dinosaur in the garden, in which Dennis Quaid saves the world from giant creepy crawlies. Stick insects are called stick insects because they stick to things. Mm, are you sure about this? Yeah, yeah, it's like flies, right? Flies are called flies because they fly to things. Goats, they're called goats because they go to things. And bees, right? They're called bees because they are. Ah. The melon in the office, in which Rufus and Howard's kettle can see the future. Good morning, Master Howard. I bought water for your tea, sir, and here's your muffins. Thanks, kettle, but I, I don't really like boiled muffins. I predict that if you try them, you'll like them. But I'm not gonna try them. I predict that you will. Hey, these muffins are nice. The body in the kitchen, in which Rufus and Howard deal with a death in the family. Hey, Howard, yeah? what's your most vivid memory of Uncle Mick? Good question, good question. Um, well, I think it would have to be seeing him dead on the kitchen floor this morning. The monster in the cupboard, in which Howard must travel back to the 1980s to rescue Rufus. Rufus, look, it's me, Howard, hooray! I've come to rescue you out of the past. Where the crapping balls have you been? I've been watching telly. I've been waiting for you here in the past for seven years. Why didn't you just get in a time fridge and come back? It's broken. Have you tried... Hitting it with a hammer? Yeah, obviously. I was going to say have you tried resetting it. Well, I would, but, you know, the reset button fell off when I hit it with that hammer. The dictator in the dining room, in which a murder at a birthday party leads Howard to become a detective. Howard, did you invite Hitler to my birthday party? Well, I could not invite him, could I? Yeah, I think you could. If you really tried hard, probably managed not to invite Hitler to my birthday party. Download and keep all of Man by Cow, plus exclusive Gret Binchleaf stories, videos, live streams, and much, much more. Hey, hey, Rufus, what's wrong with your sheep? It's not a sheep, it's my pet dog. Look how alive he is. He looks kind of floppy, mate. All for just $2, right now at patreon.com forward slash man by cow. You know, you can't do card tricks. No one accuses you of being a dead dog. Oh, you're getting bogus all over the cucumber sandwiches. We're getting ready to go now.